Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1. The UN Security Council postponed the vote on an Arab-sponsored resolution pushing it to Tuesday, December 19th. The resolution calls for a cessation of hostilities to facilitate unimpeded access to humanitarian aid. Ongoing negotiations aim to persuade the U.S. to either abstain or vote yes on the resolution. In a significant development suggesting progress in hostage deal discussions, CIA Director William Burns met with the head of Israel's Mossad intelligence agency and the Prime Minister of Qatar in Warsaw, Poland, marking their first known meeting since the end of a week-long ceasefire in late November. During that ceasefire, approximately 100 hostages, including several foreign nationals, were released in exchange for around 240 Palestinians held in Israeli prisons. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby clarified that the talks have not reached a point where another deal is imminent just yet. To apply pressure on the Israeli government, Hamas released a video featuring three elderly Israeli hostages urging their immediate release. The video features a caption that reads, quote, Do not discard me in my old age. The time and location of the video are unclear. The IDS spokesperson characterized the footage as a, quote, criminal terror video. Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari assured the individuals named in the video, Chaim, Yoram, and Amiram, that every effort is being made to secure their safe return. He emphasized that the release of the video reflects Hamas's cruelty towards elderly and innocent civilians in need of desperate medical treatment. On Tuesday, December 19th, rockets were launched from Gaza at central Israel, marking the first attack targeting the Tel Aviv area in a week. The Qassam Brigade's Hamas's military wing stated that it was, quote, bombarding Tel Aviv with a barrage of rockets in response to Israel's military operations in Gaza. The IDF and Shin Bet security agency reported the killing of Subhi Farwana, a Gazan man involved in transferring tens of millions of dollars to Hamas's military wing. Farwana and his brother utilized the currency exchange store to transfer funds to Hamas over the past few years. The airstrike took place in southern Gaza's Rafah, highlighting the dependence of Hamas's military wing on external funds received through money exchangers who, according to the Shin Bet, received funds from Iran and other countries abroad, laundering them for Hamas outside international financial systems. Number 2 The U.S. State Department delivered positive news for international travelers, announcing on Monday, December 18th, that passport processing times have returned to pre-pandemic levels. After March 2020, Passport applications took six to eight weeks for routine service and two to three weeks for expedited service, marking the first time since the onset of the pandemic that processing times have reached these norms. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken expressed appreciation for the dedicated State Department team, stating, quote, the dedicated State Department team is delivering for the American people. The department acknowledged facing unprecedented demand for passports in the past year, issuing over 24 million passport books and cards from October 2022 to September 2023, setting a national record. White House Chief of Staff Jeff Zients commended the progress, noting that the time required to obtain a passport has been nearly halved, thanks to the efforts of the State Department and the White House Office of Management and Budget. As of now, there are 160 million valid U.S. passports in circulation, nearly double the number in 2007. 
Approximately 48% of Americans now hold passports, a substantial increase from the 5% of Americans in 1990, according to the State Department. Number 3 On Monday, December 18th, the Justice Department unveiled a new national database designed to track instances of serious misconduct by federal law enforcement officers. This initiative aims to prevent unwitting rehiring of such officers by other government agencies. President Joe Biden had called for the creation of this database in his May 2022 Executive Order on Policing, outlining numerous steps to enhance accountability among federal officers and reduce unnecessary use of force. The database will include records of misconduct incidents involving current and former federal law enforcement officers from the past seven years. The Justice Department has already submitted its personnel records to the database, and all federal law enforcement en entities are required to do the same by February 16th. 2024. While the database can be accessed by government entities, it will be inaccessible to the public to safeguard the privacy of employees. The Bureau of Justice T Statistics plans to publish an annual public report featuring aggregated data about the program. However, the initiative has limitations as the U.S. government lacks the authority to mandate participation from numerous state, local, and tribal police departments, which constitute the majority of the nation's law enforcement personnel. Justice officials noted plans to offer federal grants and collaborate with the International Association of Directors of Law Enforcement Standards to develop a similar vetting system for local police. President Biden commented on the initiative stating, quote, This database will ensure that records of serious misconduct by federal law enforcement officers are readily available to agencies considering hiring those officers. He emphasized that broader police reform re requires congressional action and urged lawmakers to reconsider the, quote, George Floyd Policing Act which faced opposition to Senate Republicans and failed in 2021. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.